My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm talking to Amanda Ferret. Uh, we're going to talk about emotional freedom for the spiritual entrepreneur, the spiritual woman, the spiritual being, anyone who identifies as being on a spiritual path and, and aware of that, that aspect of themselves, that deepest truth aspect. Um, she's an emotional freedom technique maven. Um, she helps people regulate their nervous system and, and go to the next level of success in their life from that calm, still place within. So we're going to have a wonderful conversation today. And if uh, kind of being stressed out, um, being stuck in anxiety or holding yourself back with old patterns is something that resonates with you that you'd like help with um, today or in, in general recently, this is a good show for you. So welcome, Amanda. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My dog just started barking. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully my good mic won't pick up on that too bad. He wants to be a part of the show apparently today. No worries. I didn't hear. And and we like dogs and cats and all, all the critters. So that's okay too. As long as he's not taking over your, your voice. <laughs> well, awesome. So why don't you share with us a little bit about what you do as an emotion and EFT maven? I love that. <laughs> yes. So I heard the word maven actually just recently. And I was like, oh, I'll try that one on for a while. Like, I like that because, you know, my true title can kind of be boring, right? I'm a certified emotional wellness counselor and certified advanced EFT practitioner. And those are wonderful things to be, yet that doesn't tell people what I really do. But really, I am, I love emotions. And I believe that they're neither good nor bad, positive or negative. Some are more difficult for sure, but I actually like those deeper, darker, more difficult emotions. And I have this capacity. Another nickname or title I have is also the badass of holding compassionate space. Because I like to sit like in those dark emotions, those deeper spaces, and just hold that loving, compassionate, safe space that people can be vulnerable and be emotionally courageous to kind of share those darker kind of moments in our lives, because I've been in those darker moments myself, and I've had to sit in those alone more often than not. And so I just really love diving into those deeper, darker spaces and just creating safer, braver moments for people to allow those emotions to exist because all of our emotions have a job to do. They're all telling us something they're, you know, part of our innate being because they help keep us safe. Um, so I just, yeah, love getting in, digging elbow deep into your emotions, as I like to say. <laughs> I love that too. I'm a, I'm a Cancerian. So, you know, me, I'm I all about, the, <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> With a Scorpio moon. So I'm very right. watery. <laughs> there you go. You, you got, you got it all going on. Cause yeah, it's, it's just important to learn to not necessarily master them, but ride the waves of them. I yes. think when we, we get comfortable with all the, the full spectrum of emotion that comes with being human, we can learn to just 
be with it. And there, there is a lot of wisdom in every level of emotion. And the, the negative ones don't have to mean everything's wrong in your life. There may be a lesson to learn. There may be a message there. So I love that. And so, and, and of course, with just, I have to add that learning to trust our intuition, working with the emotional body is one of the first things we need to do in order to hear the truth within, because if we're yes. bypassing those or not listening to those, then we got, we got a problem on our hands because we're going we're gonna to act as if something else is true and we're not listening to our intuitive body, which is then the level beneath that still small voice within. So, yes. so uh, what brought you to this work? You mentioned um, you know, going, going to grad school. It looks like you were on your way to maybe men more mental health counseling. I know I was yes. on that track as well and then you know, kind of went all the way around to spiritual counseling or spiritual coaching. So can you share about what kind of steered you towards this work specifically? Yeah. So I like to say I'm a proud grad school dropout, which I know is kind of contradictory or not something you'd hear people usually say, but I was on track to get my master's of social work and become a licensed clinical social worker. And in that life kind of said, no, we're going to hand you some other lessons. I lost more than half my family and other dear people to me. I ran out of fingers and toes, literally in a 15 month span for the number of losses I experienced. And um, those were kind of kicked off with me losing my dad and watching him pass, which was very traumatic and very difficult. And yet I just picked back up and go back to grad school and I have to learn about taking care of everybody else. And I was just like, this is not working. And life finally imploded because I wasn't listening to my emotions. I wasn't listening to my inner knowing. And so life imploded and I was just like, okay, I'm going to take a big step back, took a big step back and kind of took time to heal and go within of course, things got worse before they got better. That dark space, right? That I had to kind of sit in by myself for a while. And then as I started to come out of that, I was like, okay, what can I do in this world? I don't want to go back and finish grad school. I realized there's a lot of, you know, oppressive and red tape and things that I just didn't want to deal with in the world of social work. Um, and even finishing, you know, higher education, like it just what didn't feel aligned any longer. And so I actually started as a grief and self-care coach. And I actually, because of getting things, you know, things getting worse before getting better, my social anxiety had taken over along with my grief and depression and I became mildly agoraphobic. So I wasn't leaving the house, but as I finally started to feel better and started to kind of come out of my shell, that's when I was like, okay, I can, I can do this coaching thing. I started going to networking, started getting out there and then COVID hit. And I was like, oh no, we have to go back to isolating. Like I've been doing that for the last year and a half. I don't want to go back to isolating, mm. but I use it as an opportunity to tune back into myself and do deeper healing and get more in touch with myself and also learn how to be an entrepreneur and deepen my spiritual practice and do all these things where I kind of got to deepen my own whole person self-care, learn about being an entrepreneur and what that means. And along that path is where I found EFT tapping. So a coach that I was following and had taken some of her programs invited Jackie McDonald on to showcase EFT tapping. And I got on and I started following along and instantly was bawling and felt this huge energetic shift throughout my entire body. And at this point I had done talk therapy, EMDR, hypnotherapy, all sorts of different modalities and they all helped, but nothing moved the energy through my body, the emotions through my body, like tapping did in those first, like just few minutes of tapping. And I immediately knew 
I was like, okay, this is the magic I need for my own healing. And this is what I am meant to do in this world. So please tell me how I can make that happen. And thankfully, yes, Jackie was opening up her, you know, next round of her training. I couldn't give her my credit card information fast enough. But then those old voices of doubt came in and I started to doubt that inner knowing of myself of like, no, EFT is the path. And I was like, no, cause I'm going to have to get vulnerable and I'm going to have to, you know, cause you have to practice tapping, right? Like you don't just learn it. You have to do it. So you're tapping with people you don't know in the program and getting real and vulnerable and like learning this skill as you go. And that was really scary at first. And then I was like, okay, I've got to do this. Like there's a timeline to getting this done. And I have to get so many hours in like it's time to do it. And it was terrifying at first, but then the magic started to unfold. And what I love about the methodology methodology that I'm trained in through Jackie is that it honors all parts of self. You know, I went all the way through her basic and then through her advanced, because in the advanced, we do more of the inner parts work and the parts of self-work and also more manifestation. Like she's got, you know, this future visioning and using meditation that she pulls into it. So it's just this really beautiful way of using EFT tapping, emotional freedom techniques to take care of all of your parts of self, help other people work through all of their stuff. And that's where I landed. And so in that, I also was like, okay, you know, I did get most of the way through a master's program and I paid a lot of money for that, but because I left it in trauma, trauma brain, of course, does what it does because our brains are wired to keep us safe. So I buried all the good stuff with the bad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I would really like some of that knowledge back to the forefront that I paid a lot of money for. And that's when I found the wellness counseling certification that I took and took that and kind of brought back all those skills from grad school and value yourself. Counseling was born. And here I am. I love that. I love that. And that's really important for those listeners to pick up on. If you are called to do some kind of work in the spiritual world. Um, it could be spiritual self-development, um, emotional, you know, help for people. Uh, it, it really spans any, any kind of service that you want to offer and, and that you are feeling called to do by your higher self that it may look like one thing. And then, you know, as your intuition guides you, you're going to add things to it. So, you know, I think we're taught, I I know in, in my generation, I was taught you go to school for one thing and you do that thing for the rest of your life. And that's what you are. And, and I think breaking through that. And as far as the, like the younger, younger generation, I'm not sure what messages they're getting right now, you know, exactly. But um, whoever you are out there wondering about that, it's, it's a creative process and your spirit knows exactly what that looks like. You just have to trust. You have to trust it and take one step at a time and then start feeling it all falling together. Uh, Try not to get too much in your head about it. Right. So, and I grew up in a family that was very much, I was the first one to go right from high school to college. And I was the first one in my family to even attempt grad school. So my family, you know, there was high stakes in me finishing grad school, but some of the people that wanted me to finish it the most had passed away. And so that was a part of like, well, why they're not even here to see me cross the stage. Yeah. And then that sitting with myself, that's not my path. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be a licensed clinical social worker, you know, like the hoops that I would have to do go through to even get licensed. And then I would, you know, have agencies and the NASW and other things telling me what to do and telling me how I could help. And I was just like, that's not my path. And it wasn't the first time I let my family down. You know, I changed my major a few times in undergrad as well. So <laughs> I definitely had to push back against kind of the, my family 
um, and the hopes that they had, right? The story they had written for me and be like, no, this is where I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to try this out. And that <laughs> didn't always go well, but I am happy with where I am at today because I listened to myself. Good. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the easiest road, but there is ease as you walk it more. I think that's what I've yes. discovered. It's like, you know, I was in a similar situation that, um, I don't, I don't know if I shared the part about counseling in my, my book, but I, I was going towards that and realized, Ooh, like, I don't even like the classes I need to take to do this. I know I want to help people, but I'm an artist. So I started going the art school route still wasn't right. It didn't end up being what I do, but the spiritual development that followed naturally in my life and the classes I was led to otherwise then led to the work that I do today, which is very much more like counseling. And it's also very creative. So again, if you feel lost, not sure, just sometimes you have to go through some things like that, like abort mission, you know, kind of situations just to be sure. Um, and just to learn that lesson, to listen to yourself at a deeper level. So it does happen. Yes. It's not a bad thing. Um, you know, there really are no mistakes on the spiritual awareness path. There's just, there's just learning lessons or blessings. <laughs> you know, there's, it's, it's not a blessing. It's a lesson, right? I love so, that. So as far as um, your path now, you mentioned uh, recently, the last few years, you've been tapping back into your intuition. Um, can you share how that's kind of come into your life and your work and, and what, what's been going on for you in that, that realm? Yeah. So again, I kind of mentioned my family, you know, they, um, I didn't grow up religious or spiritual really at all, but I always, like, I would go try out, I call it try out my friends' churches. And like, I was very curious about all the different kind of options in the spiritual realm. And, um, you know, got a Ouija board with friends one weekend at a sleepover and, you know, dab would dabble in things, but I actually had my first like big hit as a teenager I had a premonitionary dream that something bad was going to happen when my brother took his van out. His van was, he was redoing my dad's old van and it was finally street legal and he was going to take it out the next night. And I didn't remember the dream, but I woke up knowing my brother was not supposed to take his van out that night. Hmm. Well, you can't tell a 15 year old anything like he, his buddies were counting on it. He was counting on it. He would not listen to his sister. I was told I was crazy. Like I, there was no way that I could explain my knowing. And sure enough, he was in an accident that night. He had a motorcyclist. They survived, but it was, it was quite the ordeal. And my family, when I was like, I knew something was going to happen. My family just shut me down. I was always the drama queen. So I stuffed my gifts for many, many years. Um, I would have things kind of come up and I would just kind of tuck it away. And I, in the last few years, you know, thanks again, partly to, you know, learning EFT tapping and the way that I learned EFT tapping have really been tuning back into that inner knowing, that inner voice, allowing that kind of inner guidance system to strengthen. And it manifested a move from Portland to the Oregon coast and the perfect home for myself and my pets. And it has helped me, you know, just do really big things that I wanted to do that I didn't think were possible until I leaned into that inner knowing and that inner voice. And it even is as small as like, nabbing really good parking spots. My mom. Yeah, it is. Mom, whenever she comes to visit, she's like, 
what is with you and your parking karma? I'm like, I work on manifesting that stuff. There you like, go. It's all about like yeah. <laughs> calling in the magic every single day for the for everything from parking spots. I said, one thing I haven't learned yet is the lottery numbers. I'm working on that, but <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> trusting that inner knowing and letting go of those outside messages of either my family, right? Capitalism, the patriarchy, all those kind of systems that would shut that down in the past. And, you know, thanking them for showing up, right? Because they're trying to keep me safe. Yep. Yep. But I I have to know what's best, right? Like this is my one life. I've learned that life is a precious gift that you never know when you're going to have that come to an end. And so I'm really just trying to tune in and let me drive my own bus. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear you. Well, you, you also mentioned like your greatest success with all of this is learning how to be alone, let go of relationships that are unsupportive. Um, that tends to be the biggest uh, block, I think, for people, at least my clients, to stepping into that next level of awareness and really living the life that their spirit wants them to lead um, is saying, I've got to put up boundaries. I've got to you know, stop dating the wrong people. I've got to stop going, you know, talk to my mom every day. If, if she bring, does nothing but bring me down and bring me stress. And there's an addiction that happens. This has been coming up with my clients just this week, like an addiction to the negative charge. And, you know, they're going, why can't I just stop this? And I'm like, well, it's your brain chemistry is just, is, is right. used to it. And, and after a while, especially if it's family of origin stuff, you start connecting that negative charge with a sense of love. So it's about getting quiet, being alone for a good period of time and, and stabilizing. Um, so can you share a little bit about what that's taken for you to get to that place where you can be alone, but not lonely and let things go and, and step into your purpose? Yeah, I had to, the biggest thing is I had to realize that not everyone is built like me. So like we said, I'm a cancer with a Scorpio moon and I am a loyal and tenacious friend. And yet not everyone is like me. So that was my first reckon, like that I, that inner reckoning, right. That I had to be like, okay, I have to let go of these expectations I have of other people that they can't fulfill because they aren't built like me. And also people can't live up to expectations. They don't know you have of them. Right. Well, that's very true. Yeah. And so I had to really kind of have that, you know, talk with myself of like, okay, so what do I expect most of myself? How do I become my own best friend first and foremost? Because if I can't get what I need and expect from others, let's make sure I'm at least getting it from myself. And I realized that, that didn't only apply to like friendships and family, but like dating, like you said. And I took a step back and in that, in that sitting back and taking a step back and like kind of unpacking what hadn't been working for me in relationships, I actually realized I was queer. Yeah. And that I had been allowing myself to date in ways that other people thought were, okay, you know, like basically the heteronormative patriarchal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, wow. And I'm still unpacking that because that's just in the last couple of years. But recently I went home and I was getting an award. So my family was there. Friends of 20 plus years were there. We were all together and it was a rough weekend. There was multiple hard conversations had. 
And I had to do a lot of sitting with, okay, what is mine to own? Where did I maybe, where did I do harm? Where do I maybe need some growth or some work? And where have I outgrown those people, those relationships? Where do they have the growth and the work to do? And for now, I have to let them go until they're ready and willing to do that growth and that work. And that's been really hard because these are people that I'm supposed to love them unconditionally. They're supposed to love me unconditionally. We've been in each other's lives through the hardest things. Again, some of them are family. And yet I'm on this upward spiral of healing and growing. And if they're not there yet, it doesn't work because they see my healing as me judging them, as me looking down on them, as you know, because of the roles that I have me therapizing them or using, you know, therapizing language. And it's just like, no, I'm, I've, I've healed, I've grown. Mm. And I have different ways of communicating. I have different ways of, you know, and I, and I also finally ask for what I want to need. And some of these people weren't used to me asking for what I want and need in, in this way. Yeah. And that caused some tension and some difficulties and where some card conversations were had. And I've had to come back from that trip and really sit with, okay, I love these people. I love them very much. They say they love me as well. And I want to believe that, but right now they aren't in a space where we can have the relationship that I want and need from them. Right. I think that's a powerful realization, you know, and it's, it's to me, recognizing intuitively recognizing the pattern, because especially if it's, you know, a codependency pattern in the family or any kind of toxic system, that's just not conducive for growth. We have to say, all right, you know, I think this makes it easier anyway to say, we've got a pattern going on and I'm working to shift that pattern. And, and I've certainly seen people in my past, just keep on going with that pattern, even as I liberate myself from it. And, and I even kind of teach that that's, that's karma awareness, like awakening and stopping the bad karma. Because if things aren't working out, it's like, well, how am I playing into this pattern? And then that's, yeah, the hard part is to then separate from people you love, but also, or put boundaries at least, and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. But also to realize that your consciousness has changed. What you're aware of is different than what they're aware of or what they're willing to be aware of. And it can yes. feel very strange, you know, like you're living in two different realities, you know? <laughs> well, it's heartbreaking. There's a type of, there's a grief there. There's a loss. Absolutely, absolutely. And especially when, you know, these are people that have been in your life for decades and you wake up and see them differently and you know that they're seeing you differently. And it's just like, okay, well, and right. Some of that like victimhood comes into it and shaming and blaming and like, you know, coming from backgrounds of abuse, all of us like abuse equating love. It's like, that's stuff that doesn't work for many anymore. Like, good. no, I'm not going to take your shame and blame. I'm not going to take abuse equals love. Like, mm -hmm. and like, I will take some of your information and again distill what is where I can continue to grow because I'm always looking in the mirror and sometimes we don't like when a mirror gets held up right and shows us something that isn't so pretty yet I'm willing to do that work and unfortunately I don't 
think that some of those people were ready to have that mirror held back up for them either. And so there's that deflection and projection that happens. And I just have to say, well, that's about them, not about me. Mm-hmm. What is about me? Where, what can I control? What can I do? And what feels aligned, right? Like I'm not going to go work on something that doesn't feel aligned with my inner growth. Um, and then just wish them the best, right? Like there's no ill will. There's no, you know, love lost. Like I'm not cutting them completely out, but it's like, okay, I'm taking a step back from this because this isn't healthy for me anymore. This is not a pattern I'm willing to engage in anymore. You know, yelling at people does not equate Mm-hmm. quite love and friendship and mm-hmm. healthy relationships. Like that's not how I want to be spoken to. That's not how I want to conflict or resolve conflict. And um, yeah, I yeah. just, and it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but it, but it also sounds, it absolutely is by the way. I mean, I totally agree. And there is a special, we, t- we talked about those dark emotions earlier and that ability to, to kind of be with them. So it sounds to me like, you know, your ability and your fortitude to get through that has led to that kind of, I, I think of it as a clearing in your life, that you're out of the woods, you're out of the weeds and, and the battle's over and it's just very quiet. And so comfort and solitude with your own spirit and then maybe a few good friends, you know, uh, a lot of times it's not crowded on the that edge of awareness as uh, I think Abraham Hicks tends to say. Um, and, and so it's just kind of, you know, more for listeners too, I'm sharing, like, you have to be willing to step into that clearing and be with yourself and be with your, you know, your patterns and then, okay, now what, what's next? What do I need to shift? And it's just this beautiful system. Your intuition can lead you to shift things and grow stronger and become your ideal self at the, at the end of the day. And everybody has that opportunity if they want it, you know? So as far as, you know, it sounds like you've, you know, it's still a difficult process for you um, with that, with the, with letting go and, but it, you're, you're a master of it. It sounds like, even though it's hard and that's the thing, it never gets easier per se, but it right. does, you get um, acquainted with the process of grief and moving past that. So in the last like six to 12 months, um, you know, whether it be stepping further into your purpose or you know, going farther down your path and taking, taking your, your own life to the next level, how has maybe not trusting your intuition or these patterns kind of shown up in your life? Yeah. Well, in the last six to 12 months, I've really realized that my business is my partner and my purpose in this world. Um, because I'm having to live through these difficult things. And then I want to reach back and help other folks that are just a few steps behind me. And so that is kind of what's coming through, but what's getting in the way of just really leaning into that and allowing that to blossom and grow fully is those old patterns still, right? Like that when you've had your safety and trust so dismantled and broken and disrupted for so long by people that are supposed to truly love you and want to keep you safe, it's really hard to trust that again in yourself. And so that's where I'm, you know, and again, you know, I'm a fat queer woman and putting yourself out there on the internet, you know, that you're, you know, the trolls, the trolls are going to come. And so there is that, um, that little bit of hesitation, right. Where those old messages will creep up and take over and quiet the intuition and quiet the playing big and quiet the showing up. 
And that's what I'm working on breaking through still for myself a little bit is continuing to show up and podcasts are easy because I don't know who's listening to them, but (laughs) if somebody's (laughs) commenting on my own stuff, right. If I make a video of myself and somebody's commenting on it, then I'm going to know about that a little bit more. So, um, that's where I'm working on. That's my kind of my little last growth edge here for right now is breaking through and really being, you know, cause I want to be seen as a thought leader. I want to be seen as someone who's, you know, breaking generational patterns and really working to help women and teens get in touch with their inner badasses, as I call them and build that voice of intuition and listen to it without needing to apologize without shame, without guilt, without second guessing. And so my little growth edge is just the last smashings of those old voices. And I know that you aren't necessarily using video, but I'll show you. I have on my desk a picture of three-year-old me and she is wearing her underwear tank and panties. (laughs) And my mom, I've got a blazer of my mom's. It's got the big old 80 shoulder pads in it, a scarf around my neck and like a ladybug mask and these crazy rainbow socks on. Cause I hated pants and I still do to this day. Like if I could live without <laughs> pants, I don't mean like I want to be in skirts and dresses. No, I just, I don't want to wear pants. So, and I'm standing there in this power pose and I keep that picture on my desk to remind me of the Amanda before all the external messaging, all the societal expectations and pressures was put on me. And I like, I am working to get back to that confident little three-year-old that was not going to let the world stop her in any way, shape or form. I love so. that. The real self, that powerful inner child, the magic child. Uh, that's yes. awesome. Well, I pulled a few cards for you just to expand upon that and to, to maybe even bring some more light to the situation if you're interested. Yes, please. Okay, very good. So yeah, the child did show up in your your reading. So I love that that you mentioned that even before we're, we're talking about it. Um, but you're so the current challenge is definitely speaking your truth. I've got the blade card. I'll just show you here. Yeah, I don't really use video. Oh, but beautiful. Yeah. And this is about finding your truth and speaking it clearly. And when it's upright, like it is, it means you know what your truth is. It's just there's a, definitely an energetic boundary issue keeping you from from letting that out and so it does have to do with um, changing the way that you see these outside opinions whether it's the story in your head about what they might be or if they really happen like how can we shift what that story is that happens to you now it being you know your inner child being your spirit uh, guide in all of this Um, It may be that there was a time in your life where you didn't care and you were like, I'm letting my freak flag fly. This is who I am. And then, of course, we go to school, reality hits. um, um, There may be may have been bullying or or some kind of like pressing down of that magic. Um, But what you've done so far with this is coming. You've come out of a time of really listening to your guides and learning how to share what you know, but still holding it back just a little bit too much. So the next step for you is to get comfortable with uncertainty in terms of how people are going to take you and just, you know, it's kind of like, in my case, like I'm broadcasting my truth on this microphone in my last show. Anyway, I was like, I'm speaking out into the world and this is what I've been told to speak by my spirit. So here we go. And, and maybe people are going to think it's awful and maybe people are going to love it. I have to send it out as like, I'm a channel of this information. And I feel once you start seeing yourself as that, and it's it's not about you, it's about getting your wisdom out and, and sharing it with the people that need it, 
it will become more important and those those kind of trolls and stuff will be less less concerning but definitely your inner your current environment of getting in touch with your inner child what what she likes to do to have fun how she likes to present herself in the world you may even want to up it a notch you know like get get weirder like you know <laughs> you know really show that that you know wonderful imaginative side with you know costumes or makeup i i don't know you know i i don't feel like you need to be anybody you're not but it's like you know kind of maybe even doing that in your personal life a little bit more so you can get back in touch with that because there is a lot mm. of healing with that and um and so the biggest obstacle in all of that you know kind of moving forward is to get in touch with your heart space and to not look back because there is a part of you that is looking back at at how things haven't worked and making stories about what's possible. Does that make sense? Yes. I have a lot of Virgo in my chart and she likes to plan for the worst. She likes to do that future doom planning. Yes. Oh yes. I hear you. I'm Virgo Mars Venus. So <laughs> or Mars Venus and Virgo, however you say it. So I'm like, yep. Uh, basically when you're, you need to get started, you got to be a perfectionist and however you receive life perfectionist. And there, there is a challenge in that of quieting the mind because it can be a very, uh, perfectionism is a very uh, mental process. So learning how to quiet your intellectual mind and just go with it, even if you're terrified um, and just, you'll be delighted at what happens and it'll start to redefine what feels safe to you. Um, so going forward, you've got this huge purpose. I've got the earth keeper card here mm -hmm. and she's all about knowing what your purpose is. And there's an ego, uh, an underlying, um, kind of sabotage going on with your ego that wants to make things happen a certain way. But I also feel like it's more of the inverted ego, what Eckhart Tolle calls the inverted ego of why, you know, oh, poor, you know, like little me, like I couldn't be that big to do something like that. And the story of like, I'm not worthy of this purpose. So the more you, you trust your intuition to start making, making a vision more than I'm not huge on plans, although plans are helpful. To me, that's like the structure of the building. Like you need like this, you know, <laughs> you need the the steel beams and everything. That's the intellect and the, the plan. But what you fill that structure with is going to be guided by your intuition. And so the more you do that, instead of look for um, kind of step one, step two, step three processes, you're going to feel more in alignment with, with growing your work. Um, and at the end, it's really about quieting your mind. I got another card, uh, Taming the Wind is about taming your thoughts, not overthinking it. And um, that finally the giveaway card, I call this my, um, my spiritual codependent card. So making sure you don't give too much. And because if you're giving too much, you can't receive from life, you can't receive from the universe. It's like the, the circuits shifted. So definitely open up to more allowing. That lands very powerfully. And I am, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well, I'll leave that with love. And I, I know just talking to you now that this is an authentic purpose for you. It's really, really important. So, so I sent all the blessings in the world and I know you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're so <laughs> welcome. <laughs> it, is, and it is, it's just so heavy, right? When you, you know, I'm not selling a product like I'm selling my wisdom, my knowledge, my skills, my experience, the things I'm trained in and like creating this container for people to come in and turn into the mush, like the butterflies, you know, the caterpillars do in the cocoon before they become butterflies. Mm -hmm. And that just is so big, so vulnerable, so raw. 
Um, yeah, but that land, that reading lands very powerfully. Um, I'm, I'm working on the trust. I'm getting there. You are. It is. It's like the hardest things that we have to learn end up being what we came to the planet to do for our own souls, you know, and then we get to give back and it like, it's this, this beautiful self-feeding system, the way that we can help others by overcoming our own limitations. So yes. that's, that's awesome. And thank you so much for being here today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Awesome. You're welcome. And so if people want to find you, where can they, uh, where can they go online to get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so the easiest thing is anything under value yourself counseling. That's my Instagram handle, my TikTok handle. I also have a Facebook business page again, all under value yourself counseling. Um, website is also valueyourselfcounseling.com. And if people want a free EFT tapping guide, that's kind of my freebie. Um, I also do free consultations. So I would love for people, you know, if they are wanting to either learn more about EFT tapping or learn how they can tap into their inner badass selves um, with the work that I do, I hope people will reach out and find me. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Uh, we really appreciate your light today. Thank you. You're welcome. And guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to EmpoweredWisdomShow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.